Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another recap, special recap of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and uh, if you don't, if you're, if you're just joining us, if you don't know by now, I'm one of the DMs and hosts of the show. I also play uh, characters as like Felix Fizzlebottom, my uh, changeling warlock, but he mostly is just a gnome, and my, uh, Tabi Asermat, the little kid turned young adult. Uh, from episode one of this podcast. Nope. And he does mean turnt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to go around and introduce uh, some of the other wonderful cast members we have in attendance tonight and uh, you know who, who they play. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's happened so far uh, since, uh, well, since episode 100 when we did our last recap. Um, so, around then. Yeah, around that time. Around that time. I think the recap was actually a few episodes before that. If you're following at home. Sure. If you're yeah. playing the home Technically game. correct. Right. I release these episodes and I can't even remember when the fuck we did them because I'm just the worst. There's been a bajillion of them, so. Right. I'm reading episode 97 as the last recap. Look at this guy. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. That's why we keep you, Zach. I know my numbers. But before we get to you, Zach, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and introduce Mike on my left. Hi. Mike, uh, who do you play? Well, I play uh, the amazingly annoying... Yet very charismatic, Lord Captain Quinn Southwind. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and I also play Murph Isla, who is a <laughs> uh, cursed wizard um, in the uh, the interns. Yes, right. Because our heroes at this point now in our adventure have uh, interns that are pretty much just other functional members of the party. Right. We've uh, introduced a bit of a party select mechanic into the game, so that at any given adventure, these guys can choose who they want to bring with them. Really shake things up a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, Murph is a halfling, right? Murph is a halfling, and Quinn, halfling wizard, halfling wizard, and then Quinn is a half elf, uh, bard fighter. Yeah, multi class. Yeah, right. What did we decide? Bev uh, Beverly Owen was. So I was going to bring her up, but I wasn't one hundred percent sure. But thank you for yeah, for, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because um, Bev was a human bard. Bard. Yeah. yeah. Another bard. Um, she she for our other for our other new listeners. Uh, this is from our uh, spooky special yeah. monster party. Yeah, the one where she, actually we had John as one of our uh, guest DMs, which was very fun. I yeah. really enjoyed that. She had a terrible situation where she had to cooperate. Uh, yeah, cooperate with a bunch of creepy, horrible, ridiculous people. Well, she was Shanghai event. Uh, yeah, essentially, she, she oh, was yeah. forced to work with them, or she would die. So under, under threat of. Being eaten. Yeah. And we'll definitely, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that <laughs> later on in this recap here. Yeah. So I'm going to move on now. We, Phil, we have, uh, to your left, uh, we have Phil. Phil, who do you play? I play Hedrick Hollinsworth, the entertainer. I don't think and any of us actually really knew his last nobody name. Cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. He's Hedrick. <laughs> Hedrick the entertainer. I like, oh, I didn't know his last name. And he is a human bard. Um, he is a uh, college of satire, I think. So... He's written as like a jester, but he does enjoy playing music and singing and all in all just inspiring any way he can, no matter his intelligence. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll definitely touch on that later. My other character is Arasatra. She is a furbolg druid, circle of the land, uh, super tall. 
And she is my intern character. Who was um, actually just introduced very recently as far as uh, when this episode is coming out. I feel privileged and honored to have my first intern, and hopefully she can help the rest of the gang. Yeah, and so for our listeners, um, Phil joined us actually during like during this span of time since our last recap as a permanent uh, member of the cast. He's, you've, you've been a guest before. Actually, Hedrick is kind of making his reprisal now as a, as a true party member. Yeah, um, jumping from level five to level twelve or eleven, I think that was <laughs> a, a pretty eye-opening experience. <laughs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. Yep. Uh, moving on to his left, we have uh, my co-host, my dear friend, my my compatriot on this uh, this 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 journey that we are co-writing off of each other, Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. You might know me from such characters as Zero, <laughs> the little Warforged who couldn't. <laughs> and then could. Even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's a fighter, right? And, Zero? Yes. He is a uh, Warforged fighter. Yeah. It's all champion fighter with just stuff dumped into archery to use the mechanic of, I don't know, using fighters to just do nothing but damage while right. having... <laughs> No usable tools whatsoever. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise. He's pretty useful sometimes. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> if situation. this is the Thunderdome, then he is definitely Master Blaster. But here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right? Like Zero's primary function is to destroy things and to build things you, you, yeah. as a construct of yourself. Mobile of weapons this, platform. Uh, zero yes. giveth and Zero taketh. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that Zero tooketh was... Um, well, uh, the mantle of godhood that had been previously um, uh, the god Moradin, god of both war and creation. So now he's carrying both of these things around in this empty shell. Mm-hmm. You know, it's starting to form something like, well, more of a personality than he had before, which yeah. was honestly just super dry and, you know. This robot may have a soul after all. Maybe, even though he's just borrowing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but also, um, Frankie Wilde, um, another fun, um, one of the OG interns. Yeah. One of the OG interns and he's a fun time in a very different way from zero. Whereas, you know, I, I get to kind of, you know, be flat and, you know, be a surface other people can reflect off of in zero. Frankie is a jackass and who steals the show. Yes. (laughs) And just sort of sucks all the other air out of the room. And he is a human bard because, you know, we cannot possibly have enough bard action. <laughs> <laughs> With the personality of a washed up rock star. Right. Yes. Because Fantastic. He is a washed up rock star. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, if, if, if anyone is like, caught up to here or is listening to this recap and has not actually gone, I've known people who've got, like, waited and then gone back and listened to the intern episodes. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Treat yeah. yourself. Because that's when we really just let loose and let, uh, well, just yeah. let, let the story just happen. Things don't go off the rails because there are no, no. rails. Never, <laughs> never were. I don't think that Dave and I have ever done much to, and I, I usually, I'm usually the one who runs the intern episodes. Yeah. And I don't think either one of us have ever done very much to prepare for those. We just kind of wing it and it's perfect. No, because mm-hmm. the classic interns episode is you have all these wild personalities, you set them in a room and scene. Yes, and, and just, if it wasn't Evan, by the way, we're talking to her of my introduction of Dave, for those of you who are just joining the show, because I know a lot of people were actually planning on maybe potentially jumping in here as the start of the year, right? Um, also, we want these episodes to be like pretty evergreen. 
Yeah. People want to listen to these recap episodes like two, three years from now, just if they're if we're still doing the show then. Right. And holy we, shit, right. People just want to get in and have fresh ears with it and uh hell yeah. Get like a pretty uh you know certain like a bite-sized portion of uh, like what, we, what we're doing here so far. Exactly. And if it wasn't ever, like I said, about the way I was talking to Dave before, uh, he and I essentially co-written this show without spoiling anything for each other. Mm-hmm. Like every adventure we trade off DMing and all we're doing is just writing a story based on where the other person left off. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's been this amazing creative exercise that we've done the last three years. And it's just been... It's been a great time. It, ha- it, it has. I think, uh, you know, we took a map and sort of actually brought a world to life. That's right. Uh, and if you, there was a lot of information in our previous recaps and like our episode zero zero, so you can learn all about the world and all the things that have happened as you, you go back and um, check those out. Uh, without forgetting, though, the other two amazing voices at this table. Hey, I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm Zach. That's right. Hey, Zach, tell us about yourself and your characters. Here's my deal. I play Paradil Lincoln Woods. He's a gnome fighter. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a little snippy, a little bitter about his disposition. And uh, he's got some pretty sweet swords. He's got quite the arsenal, sharpened, tactful. And, uh, you know, you know his deal. He's little, but he's got a big personality. Sure does. And he tends to get very impatient and tends to like to jump into things. As uh, many fighters are wont to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and who else uh, have you played? He's you, also very yeah. acrobatic. Oh, he is very acrobatic. What a jump. I want to nail that, send that home as uh, you know, very very much one of his core And core also now qualities. very strong because he's got those gauntlets of ogre powers, so he's got just strength and dexterity out the butthole. And unfortunately, a very short-lived <laughs> bout with the moon shoes. It's, oh, yeah, I think yeah. the moon shoes uh, should come back for Paradell. I think I we're think just going to go ahead and leave oh. those out of this recap. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we got Paradol Lincolnwoods. He's my main man. We got Pregnard, <sighs> Pregnard. who is sweet, sweet, Pregnard. maybe closest to my analog and my proxy in the story. <laughs> <laughs> I can be very sing-song sometimes, and that's one of his uh, core qualities. Uh, he's a very sweet frogman. Uh, Magogol <laughs> yep. is the the race name, and uh, he's a sea sorcerer, and he likes to use uh, some ice powers. And uh, fire sunbeams out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) And And he tends to like to, uh, what what is the power called? He, he, um, he brings things to life, such as gazebos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he made some objects and is also a fantastic chef. Yeah. Let's yeah. not forget the healing, curative qualities of his cooking. That is oh, yeah. the chicken soup. Oh, yeah. 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 Which it, we've it used solved in multiple so many of our problems. Right. To think I, like we had the key with us the whole time. For sure. Yeah. Pregnant's Excalibur is. His chicken soup. And he, mm-hmm. he's probably, of all the characters in our group, interns or main party or whomever is joined, the most wholesome character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Pure Aww. lovability right yeah. there. Um, and, and, and just just for everybody who, uh, if you have not been to introduced to Pregnart yet, if you, again, just joining us, episode 50.5, Enter Frogman. Enter Frogman. <laughs> was, uh, because I was a dick about numbering episodes for a while, mm. and I'm so sorry for that. Uh, Pregnart. Also a dick about Pregnart. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so while I, while like I, while I like initially him. was resistant to the idea because you were joking with me at the end of an episode about I want to make a frog person, yeah, 
I it was like one of those things. It's like, it's, it's, it's a perfect. It's always sunny intro because it's like you go from no, there's absolutely no way you're going to have a frog character to literally the next episode that releases yep. is yep. Enter Frogman. Frog yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he quickly became, I think, like so many people's, including mine, like favorite character at this table. Mm-hmm. No offense to anybody else, but I mean, you. Why'd you look at me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure Nerd is also my favorite. Okay, good. I just wasn't sure that you, you, know, you were gonna you're, if your ego from Quinn was gonna Quinn, carry Quinn's over. Ego, into yeah, like, right. Yeah. I know. But I just try to make him a sweetie. Yeah. Pregnant just wants to be a sweetie all the time. Yeah, and uh, he has a very very well spoken inner monologue. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so articulate. But the way he deals with external dialogue, maybe not the most articulate at times. Uh, yeah, kind of simple. Uh, but quick list of my other ancillary uh, characters. Um, Melvin Illuminuia <laughs> was a uh, half elf uh, sorcerer from the full play series. Yeah, librarian from the full. We had a short lived full uh, full play special. Yeah, the, the, for the like, the last one wasn't even full play. I just broke it up into parts because I was like, man, no, three hours is way too much for one episode. Yeah. It was tough. To yeah, do that. but he was a good guy. Um, and uh, what we got? We got Spike. Which, well, he was uh, very, very early on. <laughs> From the uh, anti-heroes. Yeah, yes. the Hapl- I think still in the teens in terms of episode number. Yeah. Uh, that was our first like side arc. Mm-hmm. He was just a human ranger. <laughs> um, we have, uh, oh, can't forget Spanks Mahiney. Which we, was, we all want to forget Spanks No, Mahiney. not me. <laughs> I'm upset that Spanks was... Uh, Ingloriously uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. terminated as the an only intern. Yeah, but no the one put an intern to be no fired. One, no one actually put a period on that story. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was a halfling, uh, arcane trickster rogue. He was great, and uh, I think yeah. I think last, but certainly not least, my best attempt at a Bobcat Goldthwait impression <laughs> <laughs> was, and see if you can follow the wordplay here, Liger Silverschleuder, and. Uh, yeah, how did I not put that together until right now? It's it's really just like beat for beat me yeah. trying to fuck with the name Bobcat Goldthwaite because <laughs> Thwaite like if you're waiting you're loitering Goldthwaite yeah. is sh- Silver Schleuder. My right. God, you know it was very it's very clever if I can be honest. <laughs> if I can be modest. <laughs> He was a bugbear, and I think I really want to you play. Fucking, you fucking I, nailed it. I no, well, th- he was just the most fun to play because I think that whole arc was just a fucking lark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, really yeah. want to play a bad guy. Definitely a virtual and physical high fives to John for that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, and we bring up this monster party because the, 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 that story actually is playing into what's happening today. Mm-hmm. But speak, absolutely. But speaking of the person who DM'd that arc and uh, one of yeah. uh, you know one of our other players at this table, we have John. John, tell us about yourself and your characters. Um, well, of course, I play Lord Jarrell the Light of House Passer. Uh, he's the main character I, I play. Um, <laughs> other characters I play include Doctor To Do. Um, <laughs> Don't forget about racing class. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, where do I want to start over? Just start just yeah. just do give Jarrell's racing. Like he's a uh, so Jarrell's a uh, half elf. Paladin, um, and then uh, after that, I would play Doctor Dedu. He's mm-hmm. probably my second favorite right now. Um, a former human, what was he? A wizard? Yeah. Now uh, he's transmuter a- um, who turned himself into a uh, Orokokra bird person, and according uh, to canon, turned Pregnart into yes, yeah, the frog person yeah. he yes. is today. Yeah. Um, he's still trying to figure out how to undo that. Now, one thing I like to point out with do net do not ever undo that. Yeah, well, I, 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 perfect. 
Um, we, we definitely haven't even gotten close to that possibility yet. Um, but I'm not sure. It's up to Dudu and Pregnard, yeah. first of all. Yeah, it, it is. It's not. I have no. Choice. I don't know <laughs> that anyone on the boat recognizes or on the airship recognizes that Dudu is Dudu. No, <laughs> except for the fact that he just introduces himself as that, but he is now a bird person. Which we I should also clarify. Um, I think we've established as canon as well that all Aracocra in this world are just goose people. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he is a he is a goose person. Yes. Hashtag um, honk. <laughs> Hashtag honk. He, he really keeps to himself. It's just him and Pregnart and whoever like immediately interacts with him, which is none of the main party. <laughs> <laughs> and Pregnart, Pregnart, we shall clarify, uh, definitely recognizes that this is his long, long-standing friend, Doctor yeah. Dudu. Yeah, they they can feel each other's souls. <laughs> um, but the other characters I would be playing, uh, Basha. Basha Ironback, the um, one of your, I think it was the other was your first intern, full orc um, monk. Mm-hmm. Very fun to play. Uh, Hondo, going back to my first actual character on the show, Hondo the Merciless, Hondo the Merciless, the uh, now immortal mm-hmm. human mercenary um, who's stuck in the Shadowfell. Mm-hmm, yep. Um, <laughs> was there any other characters? I I think that was it. I think that was the majority. Because yeah, yep. you first joined us as a guest playing Hondo the mm-hmm. Merciless for our full play special. Yep. So yeah, and uh, speaking of other cast members, I should also uh, notate that uh, you know we've we've had a, a wonderful uh, sort of revolving cast of characters throughout this three years of this show. Not joining us tonight, but um, definitely returning in the future for um, some episodes, especially before we end this thing. We had James, uh, who can forget that, playing Hoblet the Smasher, playing his uh, dwarf uh, war cleric, yep. who has become everyone's. Uh, most favorite person to begrudgingly love. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely love Hoblet, but he's, yeah, he's my kind of guy. So crude, so crass, yeah. just, but like, I mean, uh, a get things done, ride or die kind of friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also placed And that it, brings to mind yeah. my other favorite character that I've played on the show, Granny Smasher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hoblet's beloved. Irreverent grandmother. That was a, that was actually one of the first episodes we randomly and uh, and uh, just were inspired to just break out into song. You wrote the you wrote the yeah. Smasher Clan song with while yeah. we were recording the episode. Yeah, yeah. it was fun. Yeah, it was amazing. Bye bye. I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> Blew that, me away. That title. The episode title was Meet the Meet, meet the, the Smashers. Smashers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely worth a listen, if not only for the Smasher Clan theme. Right. Right. Uh, but he also plays Stendi Crossbreeze, one of the other interns. He's a Goliath barbarian, mm-hmm. and uh, he's also played a, some other characters. I will I'll let him talk about those when the time is right. But you can listen to like he, he was part. I mean, he's been part of the show since the very beginning. So he was in all of our side arcs. Like this guy, he right, he currently not joining us because he recently had another beautiful child. Baby. Playing that tabletop strategy game called Life, right? I mean, just, <laughs> um, but he thing. but he should be returning with us soon. He's he's told me that he's uh, he's ready to get back into things. Um, so hope, hope to hear from him soon. And then my brother Massimo was also uh, a cast member on the show for a while, from episode forty-four until just uh, just during this last gap, you know, between recaps. Gorgeous Mort. Um, yeah, playing the 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 gorgeous Mort, the uh, human sorcerer with daddy issues, or half, <laughs> elf, half elf sorcerer with daddy issues. And boy, are those issues! Yeah, uh, just v- misguided, chaotic. 
um, wild magic sorcerer who uh, had just outfit changes galore. We actually had one of our Discord listeners make a <laughs> make a make a Google Doc with a in every episode when when his outfit changed, what the outfit was, and what time it occurs in the episode. Fessy, you're the best. Can I just shout you out right <laughs> <Yeah>. now? Um, <laughs> And uh, and then ba- back in the very beginning, we also had Joe playing Ezra. Mm-hmm. The uh, the um, he was a half elf or elf monk, elf monk. Yeah. And uh, he uh, he had to leave the show pretty early on just because work conflicts and stuff like that. But he decided uh, he didn't want to be a big huge dork. <laughs> First player casual. I don't know. He's talked to me about it, at least like coming back to just like resolve Ezra's stuff. Yeah. So we'll see if we can make that work because I would love. My favorite to make is that when happen. he swings in through the window. Yeah, and crushes after, like, being missing for like three three arcs. Yeah. So as you can see, like we've had a lot of characters, a lot of stories at this table the last three years. But let's focus on what's happening. Um, what's been happening since our last recap? Since obviously our listeners can just go like we had this stuff's all on the internet. Yeah. But you can go back and find it. We, we don't want to rehash the same stuff for you. We want to catch you up to now. Well, I mean, the broad yeah. strokes were that we had gotten all the, the gems and went to uh, Tarantus. Yes, all these like mysterious scrying gems and this orb, and then those things coalesced into some hideous, disgusting, foul object <clears> after. <throat> and uh, Vecna ended up returning to the uh, the material plane. Wasn't that Felix's fault? <laughs> Uh, actually, yes. Yeah, uh, insert, just wanted to bring that up because I gave him. That. We had that the the bauble, right? Yep. Right. Uh-huh. Well, if I can insert some just basic details in this world, sure. For our new new listeners, please do. We we got thrown into this thing. Um, we we met up as a party in this world where there were like developing problems with the undead. Like something was amiss. The undead were rising out of the graves and. Just wreaking havoc. Yeah, absolutely. Eventually, havoc. we we found this like very sordid, uh, I guess, underground lair, and we found this necromancer down there, and that's how we uh, st- got started on this like gem searching mm-hmm. uh, mission. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that was like a big, huge, like long arc, huge long yeah. of arc where we were finding these finding these gems. Went all over the world doing that. They were somehow connected to this necromancer, which was connected to this. Larger problem of the undead and the god of um, yeah the god of unlife yeah yeah there's just swarms of undead ab- across the entire world yeah and uh, so you know very uh, very good um, I guess uh, what, what's it? MacGuffin in, yeah and <laughs> these scrying gems we just searched uh, high and low for these things and literally eventually collected them all and they melded into one thing right mm-hmm. yes that was actually after this whole Vecna ordeal though is right. when Felix put those together mm-hmm. right because we also had from the Igor's challenge um, uh, story arc the, the bobble of um, I forgot what, oh crap I forgot the uh, the full splendiferous name splendiferous yeah the splendiferous <laughs> bobble where like the first time you look at it it, ma- it makes you feel compelled to give up the most uh, valuable possession a lot of, of great person. moments came out of that bobble yeah. but well, then there's the one really yeah. really bad moment Felix accidentally <laughs> handed that to um, well someone that he thought was the mayor of Tarantis but was actually Vecna Whoops. in disguise yeah oopsie oh boner yeah and Vecna <laughs> used that to, con- to essentially gain control of the entire city of Tarantis which is the largest city on this continent yep the most technologically advanced because science and magic play a big part in this world right it's like yep. um, like America's Lincoln Nebraska basically I don't know what he's talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> the most important part in the country. Our European listeners are very confused now that they're looking up Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> right. Technologically advanced. Uh-huh. Really great public transportation. Right. 
I hope we don't have any. Lincoln I love it. That's your. I love that's your fucking answer. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no shade on Lincoln, Nebraska, but it's just it's not the things that he. It's not exactly the things that he's describing. I'm not even being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have to use air quotes. That was a good one. I heard those. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> so um, what ended up happening, though, is that, he, that Vecna ended up using this bobble to gain control of the entire city and then suck it out of this plane of existence mm-hmm. and yep. yeet we you guys right the fuck out yeah. of there. Hashtag yeah. suck it. <laughs> um, out of yeah. existence. You yote thine selves out of existence. Is that the past tense of yeet? It is. It is it's now. Okay, good to know. Okay, so you, yeah, you guys were yoted? <laughs> nope, I like yeeted better. Yeah, no, um, just yote. Yeah, we we were yote. You were yote out of <laughs> Tarantis yeah. um, on a well, a derelict and and so uh, for, rewind a little bit. So who sorry. who got the who did the thing in Tarantis again? It was Felix. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I mean Vecna. Vecna, <laughs> Vecna the god of all, all right. that is evil and undead. Yeah. He accidentally. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Felix accidentally handed this hugely powerful thing. To, to literally like the, the worst, worst person, person he could have had him to do. Yes. And that yeah. person levitated in grand fashion in a uh, grand hall in Tarantis and bubble popped the entire city yeah, out I, of existence. In the process, yeah. he yes. killed Felix, right? We broke um, yes. The finger of death, Felix. Yes, but Felix had a feature that allowed him to save himself from death. Mm-hmm. Right. As a pact of the undying. Now, world. during the spoiler episode, do we want to... Unravel that at all, or yeah? I mean, Felix is a pact of the Undying Warlock. Mm-hmm. He's made a pact with a well. So not only a change, whether, whether wittingly or unwittingly, has made a pact with a uh, otherworldly being. Yes. In Felix's case, his backstory is a little bit more about the fact that, like you know, his powers came as a, a result of the foul upheaval, which we've described in the past as like sort of this cataclysmic event 160 years ago that caused all these undead problems that we're having today. Yeah, pretty morally uh, convenient. Um, (laughs) but he doesn't necessarily know where he, his power comes from, but he knows it's being borrowed from somewhere. Cause I know you've used that feat, uh, among the dead a number of times, but I don't think any of the characters have really caught. So yes, it essentially allows him to come back from the dead once. And uh, undead creatures don't target you. Yes. Uh, they have to roll a save to Mm -hmm. actually attack me. Yep. Because I'm, I guess, like partially undead. Which is really come in handy, especially when we were in spacesuits. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's for the listener. You guys can go ahead and forget that information now. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll explore Felix and... Uh, I'm sure we will. In that. Well, Felix ended up, though, with this artifact that you mentioned, Zach, these, these, these gems. And we learned that it was the third eye of Vecna. Because the eye, the, the eye of Vecna and the hand of Vecna are already legendary items. And we didn't want to borrow from that shit. We wanted to make our own. So yeah. Vecna's got a third eye, bitches. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. What now? So in Vecna took Tarantis. We barely escaped on the first ever mm-hmm. uh, airship. 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 First ever of its kind, right? We, we more like crashed immediately. Out of- crash and yeah, and then we <laughs> exited our recap last time of you crash landing into shore. Mm-hmm. Yep. On, on the uh, yeah, uh, right at Dragonport. Uh, it's part. It's you know on the coast of uh, the uh, like the western coast of Telduria, this continent. And that was like a proto airship that came from Project. Omega? No, Omega I mean, no one, it was actually never explained what its origins are. I Arion think it, Black just showed yeah, up. It was yeah. a secret right. government project in Tarantis. Okay. Yeah. That was complete oh, enough. Right. There we go. 
Yeah. Right, Complete right, right. enough to get us a uh, yote out of yeah. Francis. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's all she yote. Black in forging his relationship with the uh, former Imperator of Tarantis, Imperator Titus. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. He had access to that sort of information. And we forgot to mention Arion Black as one of the other characters, Dave, that you uh, have, where was previously a DMPC turned just normal PC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a very, very important character. Very important character. Yeah. Uh, essentially acts as the agent of the Raven Queen. Yes. Although he is no more able to be agent to the Raven Queen as anyone else is right now as he is cut off. Yes, because the uh, removal of Tarantus actually severed one of the magical ley lines. Was that the only one left in the world? On the continent. Uh, the only uncorrupted one left in the world. It was the right. only, yeah, only major uncorrupted nexus. The only other one that exists is in the ruins of Ul, which is where the mm-hmm. foul upheaval originated. Yeah. So magic got a little fucked up after this incident. There's been some strange, like sometimes, occasionally when you guys have cast spells, uh, undesired effects have happened seemingly without any rhyme or reason. Right. In addition, other uh, uh, less practiced magic users have been seeing Lots of things uh, fizzling out or exploding or just, again, otherwise having unintended results. And another thing that's happened is you, Jarell, with your goddess, Valen, yep. who is fighting the good fight against Vecna right now, uh, you are unable to communicate with her. You have a helmet that actually is a direct line to her. Is like mm-hmm. a, you know, like it, that's, a, that's, your, that's your personal self, man, if this god had a personal self. Right. And uh, you can't talk to her no more. And you don't know if she's ignoring you or if you're really just cut off. But- Arion Black can also no longer communicate with the Raven Queen, of whom he was an agent of essentially a fate and yeah. death. Like you were responsible for making sure the people who were supposed to die on time or were cheating yes. death were dead. Literally the Grim Reaper. Yes. Um, he's been a huge part of the story leading up to here. So yeah, yeah I just want to yeah. make sure we did not miss mentioning him. No, he he exists. He's around. He yeah. <laughs> He'll be useful again. So. There's a, there's a brief trial. Yes. So, yeah, that's the thing. As soon as you guys are crash-landed. Um, there was a trial? It was yes. Just, just, you I were, just remember the interrogation. Yeah, the interrogation. It was, more, the of interrogation. Yeah, it was were, more of an interrogation. It was more of an interrogation. You were brought in by the Derekine Protectorate, which is the mm-hmm. local governing um, army and, uh, and, um, and, and body, governing body. Honk patrol. In that area, yes. yes. Yeah, many Aarakocra soldiers here. Um, honking. Honking, 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 honking those brains out. Yep. Um, honking on Bobo. And they, <laughs> you were brought in uh, and you met uh, one of your, pro- one of your interrogators, uh, Jimothy Merriweather. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Bruce Badgerson. Yep. Um, was the other uh, corporal. I think it was Lieutenant Corporal Bruce These Badgerson. Are silly names. When did we have silly names in this show all of a sudden? That's <laughs> Since forever. What? All Since the, uh, the dwarf, dwarf, dwarfson. Yeah. Dwarf, dwarf, dwarfson. <laughs> did we immediately pick up Dil Bertram after that interrogation? The yeah. moment that interrogation was over, you were essentially uh, let on your way because it was determined you guys did not cause the bullshit that had just happened in Tarantis. However, mm-hmm. you were present for it. And and general liabilities to the world at so, this point. So <laughs> li- liabilities, but also like you kind of inadvertently proved yourselves like worthy of actually being able to withstand, I don't know, an attack from Vecna. Yeah. So there was a little bit of like, a, I don't want to be impressed with you right now, but I'm kind of impressed with you right now. Right. However, no good um, and lawless adventuring party can just be let out of the Derricane Protectorate and Dragonport without um, some assurances 
So you were very clear that we needed to be observed. Yes. So you you were sent along. We needed an adult with uh, a essentially the equivalent of like a Bond company stooge, uh, Dobertrum, referred to by most characters as just the stooge. The stooge looks like uh, David. uh, No, um, Jeff Goldblum, (laughs) but like less handsome and balding. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> who his uh, you know familiar catchphrase is uh, pretend like I'm not here, mm-hmm. which, which you do a good job. Which at, at times you guys have done a very good job of that because that's exactly what he wants. He's just there to meticulously take notes of all of the things that you guys do and mm-hmm. keep out of harm's way. Also, most of the time we're not pretending; we just forget he's there. Also true. Which is true. Also which true. From a player's which, point of view, which as a DM is also perfect, because <laughs> then that gets to be used against them later. Because both on top of the characters not caring, the players then forget. Well, yeah, so Quinn get... thinks that he's writing his fucking autobiography. Right. Or, right. I'm sorry, his biography. Well, no. right. Like, he to has, be fair, he has no recollection of him actually joining the party at all. Right. Like he, he honestly believes that he's just following me around. That is exactly the greatest. What my Dil- hero story. Right. That is exactly what Delbertrum wants you to think. Yeah. But for um, the most part, like just following the uh, the crash landing after the disappearing of Tarantis, like most of our plot was driven by trying to rebuild that airship. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we we saw we had you know our run in with this airship for the first time. We got hooked. You know the first one's free, and you know we got the taste for that sweet sweet airship. And uh, yeah, most of the collection quest arcs that yep. followed between our last recap and now were yeah collection quests, just uh, mm-hmm. trying to. Piece together parts for our current airship. Yeah, the eleven o'clock shadow. The eleven o'clock shadow. That's right. That's. I mean, actually, that was uh, named by one of our. Uh, we we took we put our suggest our, our um out there to our audience to help us name the airship, and we got some bunch of suggestions, Twitter, Discord, emails, and stuff like that, and we ended up going with the eleven o'clock shadow, which was submitted by one of our Discord mm-hmm. listeners, uh, which is probably like my one of my favorite things in this show so far because yeah, now it acts as basically like a character select board. It's like we have yeah. this collection. Yeah. Yeah. Of great characters, we want to switch between them freely, and we can just drop them off the airship. Yeah. And these are the ones that are on this adventure now. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Right, because I, I think it's also the thing. we we we've kind of because of the fact that it's between, um, you know, the fact that real life gets in the way. So sometimes like the attendance, right, that we have at the at the podcast is, isn't always like one hundred percent consistent. But I'm sorry, like we don't do this for a living, people. <laughs> no. You know what I mean? But we want to. The show must go on, as they say. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, we should have a mid episode drop in for our Patreon. You can. Uh, donate anyway. <laughs> 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 I refuse to do a. I refuse to do a mid roll. <laughs> um, I don't want to break the action. I tell you to give us money. I'll t- I'll ask you for that later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will ask. Yeah, but yeah. we will ask. And, um, and you can choose not to. <laughs> but recreating that airship took up several in game several months. Yes, uh, a, a long number of episodes. How many uh, adventures were it? I think I don't it was know. I think I was, I was I was DM for a while. I had like I eleven billion. Yeah, right. those many. Um, and <laughs> did did we first go to get the wood? Yeah, the enchanted wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, we actually had an entire episode oh. where it was pretty much like uh, on and off. Like just, I think overall, thirty minutes of wood puns. Most of them were from Zach. It was <laughs> honestly was impressive. That's why I, I just named, that was the name of the episode. It was yeah. why I named the episode "Wood Puns" <laughs> because yeah, it was just puns. solid fucking gold. Um, <laughs> and that's when we had to defeat like a gigantic tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fight right. a huge tree. Yeah, yeah. yep. Um, and then 
the other stuff we had to get was gas. Yep, you had to f- source some gas for the gas bag, right? Um, I have gas oh, right now. We fought yeah. the uh, Beholder, mm-hmm. which was a great classic monster to fight. Right, you, yeah, because you came on this village, right? It was these people who were just kind of like living their lives, but the moment you started asking about sourcing this gas, they started getting a little defensive and it kind of seemed like they just wanted you to leave very quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out they were all being mind-controlled by a Beholder. And can, can I also just bring up a moment in that that part of the story arc? That, sure. That I just... Tell me about it. I think Quinn got off on the wrong foot in uh-huh. a moment of that arc, and he made a bold are you, decision. Are you talking about the uh, Quinn Tater ship? <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I love this. That he honestly <laughs> felt. Mike, I knew this was going to come back up, Mike, so I figured I might as well just. You do are it. so twisted. I, I just. I think that he, in his mind. Or my mind really felt. <laughs> You're still trying to make peace with that, aren't like you? Like it was a really <laughs> good decision. Mike, we forgive you. I, now you have to forgive yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, help us help you. <laughs> help us help you. <laughs> and actually, all in all, it didn't turn out terribly. <laughs> right. So what's funny is that no, I, it was easily yeah. one of it, my top favorite. Yeah. It, it, top five it, favorite it was probably episodes. one of my favorite moments because at the end of the episode, like we all just kind of sat there and wondered if we were all okay. Yeah. And everyone was okay. Yeah. I think that's like, the closest we ever awkward, like, came like, to like the band breaking up. Not really, but in game, it was like, what even the fuck is happening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so on board with defending Quinn that I realized I was actually defending myself. Right. And then <laughs> I realized I was like, I am just going to stop. We really do get lost in our characters pretty often. And Very that's quickly. amazing. Yeah. yeah. So like what's what's funny too is that I actually have it on recording. That's actually in the ep- I think it's in our ep- pinned in our episode talk. Wait, we channel. recorded that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, of you admitting you're like you know I listened back to those episodes and yeah Quinn yeah. was kind of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, Notice I said Quinn was kind of a dick. I think I actually remember pinging literally everyone in the server and being like he admitted it. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was definitely one of my favorite moments. I, I yeah, was it's fantastic. Hilar- so, absolutely hilarious. And yeah, that happened. I think that was during the, that was the, the gas, gas bag, bag. Yep. Quest, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And so with the mind control, yeah, the uh, holder mind controlling gas. things, yeah, the lifting yeah, gas, gas, right? Yeah. Um, and then from there, you guys, I think, went to get... Well, let's not uh, forget that at that time, uh, Mort had acquired a wife. Oh, yes. We learned a lot about Mort then. We learned that he was celibate. Was that um, when he found out he had wooden teeth? Yes. We might have found that earlier, yeah. yeah. I think it was the um, hotel. That he, like, this, this pregnant woman that he like rescued from the Beholder kind of rescued... Uh, he asked to marry I mean, her. We, she we saw, rescued everyone. She saw him as a way out of this village, yeah. and then I mean, he pre- she pretty much just fucked off and went on her own way. Anyways, she, she they never him. actually got married. No, <laughs> no. Again, Jarrell was offering marriage counseling just, and all that. He stuff. just he just proposed to her the moment that he killed the beholder. <laughs> That's what happened because he's a very he was, he was a very impulsive character. <laughs> yeah, but but romantic at the same time. Yeah, I guess so. But like, also a creep. Like such a creep. It was a weird mix of a lot of yeah, a lot of. Even Massimo came up to me some episodes. I'd say, "Man, Mort, I'm sorry, Mort came off like I mean, he's just a super creep. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I really hope people don't think that I'm a creep. Yeah, he was always <laughs> choking people. I, and- I found Mort more lonely. Like yeah. he just was right, so exactly. lonely. Yeah, that's the thing. I thought Massimo played his character so well so that well. even I got I got I, uncomfortable no, with some oh, of the yeah, things that he did. <laughs> yeah. That character never burned more brightly than right, right. there. Yeah, um, or burned more bridges. Yeah, than any yes. other character. Right. Well. 
unfortunately, burned Massimo out. I think. I think yeah. he. I think he just lit his own brain on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was like he, in the middle of uh, this whole collection quest that Massimo took leave. And yeah. Well, also it was like the middle of the summer, and like he just like everything was picking up in life for him. So he yeah, just like yeah. you know he just didn't have the time on Mondays to devote. However, yeah, he, he started that Lederhosen company. He yeah, started that among all the things, digging that hole to the center of the earth. He's still know. working on it. Busy <laughs> man, his bare hands. He, comes up, he's yeah. still, he has to come up for breaks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, his fingernails were a mess. Though. Yeah, it was wild. But he has told me that before the finality of this show, which I should say I've named this episode at this point, the beginning of the end game. We are, dun, dun, dun. I mean, not like rapid marching, but we are marching our way towards like the, the cream of the crop, the, the top, tip top, tippity, tippity top end right. game of this show. Well, stuff's starting to get crazy, but back, back then, I suppose we had then gone to the, was it, was it Frost Giants before or after the gas collection? It was Frost Giants after. After. It was after? Cloud Giants. Because that's when Cloud we picked Giants. up this guy over here. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. At the Cloud Giant Grand Hall castle. I don't know what the. Did fuck you it was. like castle living with giants? <laughs> the cloud giants moving castle. <laughs> well, I think they were. Um, they were offering the best free ride, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, we, all I had to do was agree and perform. <laughs> and we were and talking perform. about. In, we were talking about a hit Phil's a character, few... Hendrick, the, the entertainer. <laughs> Yes, we I, I, we sometimes forget that people listening at home or in the car or you know in their prison cell cannot see us pointing to the per- people at the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if only. Um, right. Yes. Uh, Hedrick uh, was certainly happy to be "quote unquote" rescued. Well, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, I think a, d- a direct quote is. Uh, Get me out of here. You got to get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you enjoyed that at all. And that was actually um, that was uh, quite a bit of. Uh, Change in his dialect, uh, yeah. the altitude at that point <laughs> yeah. had gotten to him, and that's when we had to really essentially introduce Hedrick because at that point also James had left for paternity leave after, and we sent him off essentially taking um, now someone we didn't necessarily talk about, but another big player in the world at large here was Angus Core. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was essentially uh, a member or the leader of the most world's most famous band of adventurers and mercenaries mm-hmm. um, called Angus Core and the Merchants of Doom. And the, running at run, running villains throughout right. the whole. And our party handily, handily um, upstaged him and beat his ass at the end of Dave's one of Dave's arcs. Did and, you actually shit on that? Man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, that's when uh, you know Pregnard danced for him. Yeah, and Hobbit has taken uh, Angus Core right to uh, answer for his crimes back to the city of the dwarves uh, in uh, the Gray Citadel, which was the. the that concert was Frankie Wilde's final, first concert back. Yeah, final yes. performance. The, the, the interns <laughs> had been beckoned to Dragonport yeah. um, by the main cast. They drove their ships a lot mm-hmm. to Dragonport. Um, partially, I think that it was Dedu's fault that it ended up being a plague ship by the time we got there. Because it was just covered in shit. Covered in bird shit, uh, among other things, though, because at that point, um, what Chubbs was just peeing in ferns. Yeah, um, <laughs> like there were <laughs> right. all sorts of things going on a bad there. Situation. Uh, and upon arrival, Sir Ships a lot uh, arrived, and Frankie, as a member of the crew, was notified that he was to be a part of the reunion tour. Yes, yes. Of so his Frankie band. Wild and the Wild Bunch minus Frankie Wild with special guest Frankie Wild uh, featuring Pregnart. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 
So it was the show. So that's where Hobbit will be returning from eventually when he comes back. But that's, uh, you know, shortly, like a little after that, that's when we were re, re, reintroduced to Hedrick the Entertainer. Yeah, he was in the so. Fortress of the Cloud Giants. And mm-hmm. when we got down to that concert, he was so jealous because he just had to sit and watch. He was just an audience member. Mm-hmm. And like he still wishes he was up on that stage. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I also remember that, that Quinn and Hedrick. Uh-huh. That was the first time Quinn had met Hedrick in in the castle. There was in the castle, yeah. the Clouds Castle, yeah, right. And there was a, there was a moment of Bard v Bard jealous. <laughs> well, yeah, I we think, actually had an episode, uh, uh, yeah. Bard versus Bard, because okay, so we had an episode. Our actual official hundredth episode of this uh, podcast was actually like Battle 80, of Bards. episode eighty one of our um, main story. But then I, we had the main story episode one hundred, which was. Battle of the Bards, where we introduced Hedrick. I'm yeah. pretty sure mm-hmm. it's fantastic, yep. mm-hmm. and I don't think it's it's necessarily jealousy because we're in two different colleges. Um, and yeah, I think sure. it, it what it is. I mean, imagine like an actor's studio. Somebody's got the lead role, and then there's a supporting actor, and in comes this young gun, and he has to decide. You know, where am I going to fit in in this group? I want to shine, but I don't want to upstage. But let's not pretend there hasn't uh-huh. been some jealousy issues along the way for Quinn in a number of different characters. Quinn is jealous of anyone who takes the spotlight away from him. Yes, Quinn, <laughs> Quinn, Quinn would, on the other hand, wants to shine and upstage. Yes, yeah. always. Right. Right. Well, because he doesn't well, see the difference. Which true. Is- <laughs> and I think, I think what's, what's interesting with Quinn is that he, he claims to be a bard and claims to be a good bard and then comes in a great bard. And I think it gets to the point where where Quinn was just kind of like, I need to do something that shows that I am a great bard as well. So what Quinn did right. was pen a whole bunch of stories <laughs> about the party and his exploits. Um, however, always making himself yeah. the hero of every story. So they're mostly inaccurate. Put all of these messages in bottles. <laughs> I wouldn't say, no, no, no. I wouldn't say mostly inaccurate. I would say it's mostly accurate with some you in details the role altered of killing most of the things Listen, and take most, most of the glory. Most authors do that. Well, I so think they, <laughs> take, they sure. take what's called liberty uh-huh. and that uh-huh. is what Quinn has done. And are like is anyone surprised by that? Well, Hedrick's yes. not in these stories. <laughs> like his, right. his story does not it, it doesn't coexist with with the, Quinn's stories. The, is you weren't down. there. It, and right. Jarrell simply doesn't care what yeah, uh, Quinn's stories would say about him to begin one way or the other. It doesn't matter to him. But so you sent these messages in bottles out to sea. I did, and what ended up happening was I decided. I think I was DM at the time, and I decided amazing. to roll a D one hundred to spite me to just just to kind of see maybe how <laughs> like, like just give me a percentage chance of like you know what how successful right is this on a scale of one I, to one hundred. I did not anticipate this actually going well. Yeah. I rolled a one hundred. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. So and that's Quinn, how we, we were transformed from the heroes of the Kingdom of Ash to the heroes of Tildoria. Almost. Or was that? Or that, no, was, okay. that was the that was the that was that's, right that's, that's what started you on the path from right. becoming from from being regional heroes to international mm-hmm. heroes. Yep. So Quinn's stories started reaching people across the sea. Well, didn't we decide that all, all, all of his bottles ended Dragon up Park. at one? Yeah, uh, one villagers, and then they just kind of distributed them. Right, from there. the stories have started <laughs> to spread, and uh, Quinn became one of the most famous people in this region. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah, it's uh, kind of shown a spotlight on the entire party and everything you guys do now. I mean, you guys are like well known for yeah. the good and for the bad. So from there, though, after the concert, after you guys got you know re- got Hedrick and everything like that, so you guys ended, ended up building the airship, and then it's when I handed things off to Dave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where uh, we were met by the Centaur for Disease Control immediately after having finished all, all everything was done with the airship. It was air ready, and yep. then we had uh, yes. I decided that I was going to take an entire arc to beat you over the head with one pun, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> but, and actually, Thank I, God, <laughs> I'll, I'll give I'll give you the reins on this one to talk about that arc for us. Uh, catch us up on what happened there. Yeah. So uh, the Centaur for Disease Control, Doctor Rick Zakovac. The only centaur you've seen so far, but a nice, mm-hmm. you know, f- fairly famous scientist from uh, the Omega Project. And, you know, once you get attached to the Omega Project brand, it's instant credibility, apparently. Anyone listens to an Omega apparently. Project scientist. Right. <laughs> and, and just so everybody knows, Omega Project is like pretty much the science faction in the world. Right. Like yeah. they, they run this, 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 this is where this is the sole organization responsible for all of the most incredible technological advances in the modern world. And also most of the ignominious ones too. Yeah, those two. Yeah, there's there's a lot of slap chops getting developed down there too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so you are sent to this uh, city, and I, I can't even remember what I call the city or where I put it, but – it was just somewhere to the northeast, I thought. Oh, fuck. I actually, I think I wrote that down somewhere. Uh, you, something home. Jorvik's home. Jorvik's home. Yes, I did send you to Jorvik's home. I don't know. It, it, sounded, it sounded fun to send you to a Norse-sounding city. Um, uh, it, that, those are some of my favorite character moments because instead of Paradil joining us, Pregnart was on what was essentially his first actual, like, real combat mission since his introduction episode. Yep. Um, and holy shit, <laughs> Pregnar just wrecked some stuff. He did. Yeah. He was good at it. Yeah. I was proud of Pregnard's the Pregnar's goodness and purity shines very well against the hordes of undead, which I had plaguing that city, while everybody was slowly becoming undead and dying, except for the dying part, which right. they weren't doing. Just falling <laughs> apart. They were constantly dying without ever actually hitting the die part. Right. Um, and then essentially we, we, we figured out was it was at the bottom of this magical disease and obviously yeah. his uh, little all, pope child, he was no yeah. match for Mr. Bouchon. Yeah. All yes. signs point to undead <laughs> monstrosities as they are. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Bouchon's being the dread gazebo, the yeah. dread gazebo. That, and that was the, what I was searching for before. Pregnant has the power of animate objects. And, and yeah, uh, we, we yeah. decided, I mean, we, we ruled it because of the size of a gazebo that you are actually legally able to animate that shit. Uh, th- that interaction between Haven't been arrested yet. Between Zach <laughs> and Dave of <laughs> clarifying whether or not that could happen. Dave so desperately wanted to say no, but he couldn't because he I knew he was in the rules. Him into right. it. Yeah. I couldn't and I mean rule of cool there. See the problem also I rules lawyered you. Yeah, that yeah, we've had we've had a lot of rules degree. lawyering yeah. and that was one of the like <laughs> pinnacle of yeah. rules. It was rules the fly lawyer. speed. It right. was the fly speed. Once we found out this thing, it had no legs, so it's got a flying speed. <laughs> yeah, flying at that point, I couldn't away. deny it, but it, it it signaled this point where I could no longer game plan combat encounters. Right, right. Because you're just gonna thro- you're gonna throw my scenery at me. If you guys want to just hear that like that story arc in its entirety, I think it starts around like the below the barracks. Um, um, episodes. Yes. I, um, Zach is going to pull up the number for you now. And if you're a diehard fan, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Anywho, so um, yeah, it was just it's, it was fantastic. So like, but yeah, we 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 killed the the, the undead pope child thing, and mm-hmm. yes. the disease was cured by soup. Cured by Pregnard's chicken noodle soup. Yes. Thank goodness. Across we, the board, because each of the uh, cauldrons that we would find, we'd pour chicken noodle soup in, and it would cure it then. Yeah. Because I would purify food and drink. Yeah, right. it was qualified it. It was another rules breaking thing that we did. Yeah, we got really creative that time. <laughs> yes, creative is the It's word. also why I can't properly uh, calibrate puzzles against you. Right, because <laughs> right, what qualifies is food and drink. Right. Um, but after that arc, right? Uh, I, 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 what did we do after that one? That was we actually went, when went the you guys received a letter. Or sorry, Quinn, because Quinn, Quinn, because right. Quinn tends to receive a lot of letters in this group. Yes, I'm the letter receiver. So popular. Uh, well, first of all, curing that disease is what has actually got you the uh, title now of the Heroes of Tal'Duria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Because you, you know, were the only ones that could stop this literally un, un, never before seen magical plague. I'm pretty yep. sure that means that Pregnart, having been the chef of that, undeniably. Amazing healing meal. Is almost, a chef of almost top. a panacea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the chicken noodle soup. Chicken soup. Was it chicken noodle? It was just, yeah. yeah, chicken noodle soup. Let's just say it's chicken noodle. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Pregnart maybe has that plaque of Heroes of Teldoria hanging up above Most his definitely. bathtub. Most definitely. So um, after that, you guys got received. You guys received a letter that there would be a um, well, the never before. Seen summit of the southern kingdoms. So the southern kingdoms being every kingdom that is below the sort of mountain range that separates these kingdoms from the destruction and havoc that is the aftermath of the um, foul upheaval. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where Last Wall is. It's where, like, you know, in very Game of Thrones fashion, right, there is it's literally a gigantic wall of mountains sort of standing between the land of the living and the land of the fucking dead and desiccated and yeah. desecrated. We don't have a whole shit ton of awesome battle scenes, but that one where we came back with the uh, portent, yeah, yes. that that was an epic mm-hmm. scene for us. Yep. For and sure. we covered that in our in our previous recap yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I remember something about a cudgel. Yeah, oh, God, <laughs> fuck you guys for that one. I'm not, I, don't even, I don't even want to go back to that. Let's just keep going. Well, that was the first appearance of Hedrick. Yeah, yeah. But yes. this, uh, but this, this invitation of the summit of the Southern Kingdoms came from a very unlikely source. So, in your my vi- sister, your sister, who we've learned is one of the. <laughs> don't laugh over there. Dun dun. Hedrick, dun. Hedrick cackling. So, She's my sister. Right, my it, sister. So we learned that your sister. Um, yes. Uh, is Tessa Southwind mm-hmm. is one of the three sea lords who run actually the um, sort of island that your uh, that actually Yorvik's home was on, where you guys cured this magical plague. Mm-hmm. It totally uh, makes sense. It's a it's essentially it's a, you know the, the sea lords are pretty much sort of a uh, the you know I think I said highly refined pirates essentially. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. civilization of pirates. Right. Um, and uh, she they they were hosting it there in Ardwall in the capital. In the, Probably in the for safety reasons. Yeah. Um, to essentially bring every every world leader together to discuss um, major world events, that being the undead incursion that is consistently happening from you know the north, which uh, we managed to do handedly with uh, Hedrick's um, compelled uh, compromise. Yeah. So <laughs> there, <laughs> there, you guys met literally every leader of the world of the living. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of their names, all that details can actually, it's actually pinned in the episode talk channel of our Discord as well. Uh, just because I feel like I'm just, we're just going to waste a lot of breath just like going through all that stuff. But you've yeah. literally met from every kingdom in the South, every single world leader. And to the Northwest. I will not be bleakly referred yes. to. 
The one <laughs> chief executive demands better service than this. So uh, we're going to get to that. Of note in those world leaders, though, you have also the what's someone who's referred to as the troll king, who is the leader of essentially all of the the, the quote, quote unquote monstrous races right. in in his uh, lands and, and capital of Scrag, who mm-hmm. which is actually right. where John's monster party arc was based out of. And, uh, we, uh, ended yeah. with pretty much the fall of Scrag. Yes. As an undead uh, horde burst and, through, right, yeah, right, and burst uh, through the mountain, and now humans and monster kind alike, the beacons are lit and they are fighting side by side, yep. all because of Bev. Oh boy, to prevent <laughs> the uh, the undead uh, incursion, and uh, you know because the the the, the greater evil you know unites mm-hmm. uh, everyone. So that's kind of what's happening up there, and that was actually one of the big topics that was being discussed in this summit. Some other things that happened. Um, they started the Armada. Yeah, they they stood, they the big discussion point and why you were invited was to talk about ownership of the designs of the airship, and you were there, sort of there, um, just you know, both as representing yourselves as the heroes of Tal'Duria and also sort of supporting the Omega Project as it was their initial design and chief executive, who is the leader of the Omega Project. Yes, his name is just Chief Executive. Sounds like JFK or Mayor uh, Quimby. Yeah, much more <laughs> like Mayor Quimby. Yeah, right. Um, uh, you know, trying to essentially they were uh, the sea lords, and well, now the rest of the kingdoms essentially decided to co-opt the design of these airships and build a, a international armada. All because Hedrick put out a mass suggestion to them to compromise, because there's a lot of arguments about who should own the designs and you know who gets to have this uh, army, and you know what happens if we win? Then like, what are we all going to do with all these weapons? Like, are we just going to go back to war with each other? Like, really big, big picture stuff. Yeah. Um, as well as also describing like, well, where are they going to be? If we build this, like, where are they going to be used for? There's threats everywhere. There's threats, you know, we're into the Northwest where the orcs and humans are fighting alongside each other. Last Wall is preparing for another big attack because the attacks increased, have increased there again after you guys had initially sort of staved a lot of those off back when you got the portent. Yep. Um, you know, and there's, there's, just, there's, there's lots of uh, horrible things happening everywhere. Another big point that we kind of didn't focus on too much when we heard it, but at that uh, summit, we had found out that undead individuals were walking towards the wall wearing Taldurian clothing. Ulian clothing. Ulian clothing. So these are essentially former denizens of the now ruined city of Ulian. Oh, I, 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 I might have uh, misheard that. And Tarantian clothing. That's what I meant. Which means that some of these people were former citizens of Tarantis, the now missing city. And why they would be in the March- Crucible land. Yes, is so yeah yeah that was uh, we did touch on that but I don't know if a lot of people caught that yes right. um, so that is kind of implying that at the center of or somewhere north of the wall so to speak right uh, in the in the maybe um, in the crucible lands right are is is potentially Tarantis mm-hmm. um, so that's also the sort of big picture like that's that's kind of the end game right now that you're staring at like it seems to me like all signs are pointing north. But like, there's a lot of problems that need to be solved in the meantime. While you know, it's going to take months to build up this airship armada. Um, what else happened? Oh yeah, including uh, Project Eleven, which yeah. we were helping. Yeah, the 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 intern, actually the entire crew went to go investigate what was happening with this gigantic prototype Eleven, as they called it, which is a massive uh, cannon. Cannon essentially yeah. that gets mounted at the top of a mountain that can fire <laughs> long distances like into the Crucible Lands. Oh yeah, Hedrick fucked Quinn's sister. What else? Um, <laughs> really? Uh, there were some nightmares that you guys had for a spooky Halloween episode, yeah, which a great are canonical. Pay attention to those. Well, I don't. I don't see. I don't think. Have we ever had an episode that was strictly non-canon? No, 
Everything, no, technically everything, we've incorporated everything. Everything, yeah. all the craziness, all the weird characters, all the weird side arcs. Everything's we've created together. so many roads that we are that trying to converge all of them now is proving to be quite the task. I once had lofty goals of like making a spreadsheet that like it, you know a time map. Uh, and there's just no way that I, I. The beautiful thing about having an audience is that someone out there is probably crazy enough to do that. Yeah, we've had true. people send us a lot of things that I can believe, just labors of love that I mm-hmm. could not imagine embarking on. Yep. So all you crazy people out there, <laughs> yeah. it would be it would literally look like a flow chart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, that's. Oh like, yeah. I just with, I can with inner, just like, inner or just that timeline line. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, when characters were doing what? Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, and like when you do that, off from different. Pay special attention to Spanks Mahiney because there are some Easter eggs. There are some. Hidden elements to his story that will, will definitely <laughs> we'll come, come back. They're going to come back later. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We're talking um, about his brother Lick and Kick and Lick all and those. Kick <laughs> 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 Forgot about that. And even even with Melvin Aluminumion, like that, there was an Easter egg later on. I that fucking love Melvin. The uh, Aluminumion clan. Yes. L- uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think it was yeah. Elrond Aluminumion mm-hmm. uh, is the uh, leader of the uh, High Elves. Yeah. Well, he's also at the summit. Yeah. Yes, he yeah. is. Is there any mention of uh, Spanx's mother, Peggy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Peg- Come on. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's what some of you are here for, anyways, right? Just uh, the jokes. Yeah, the jokes, folks. Booyah! Winning. Suck it. We only pretend. <laughs> no, we, we only pretend to play. Works. We no. only pretend to play D anD. d We're only here for the memes, really. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So that that, that, that so the, all these things kind of happen, and they're sort of led you up to this point now where. Um, we're headed to the northwest. Yeah. Well, I should also mention, right? Uh, in just stopping the stuff in the uh, in, in in saving prototype eleven, you discovered that M uh, M Mudget, who was oh, the, yeah. the big evil villain in Dave's uh, murder hotel <laughs> adventure, yeah. some great episodes, really. Uh, well, he was a lich, and you guys killed him, but only destroyed his body. So he just found another one. Happened to be a giant brain in a gigantic undead el- <laughs> in a gigantic undead elder brain on mechanical spider legs, because it'll be like that sometimes. Yeah. Hedrick lost a bunch of intelligence as uh, some flying intellect devourers sucked <laughs> out his brain. That, that was a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you had to you had to role play uh, essentially having one intelligence after, and the only reason you only had one intelligence because you were at zero was because of a uh, impromptu ritual performed by Paradil and Jarrell. Inst- uh, instructed Using, by Jarrell, but performed primarily by Peridella and Quinn, because Quinn was responsible for the makeup. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, treat yourself to that episode, folks, because there's really there no explaining it. Happen. Yeah. Also the source of uh, my favorite catchphrase to date in the show, mm. taste it. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you also just do one, one honk for us? Yeah, he's just disgustingly <laughs> yeah, good at that. Thank you. Disgustingly good at that. Yeah, Clown Homer was involved in this ritual. You should just listen to it. It's great hashtag time. first try, hashtag taste it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but so you guys, you know, and this is one of, one of the one of the tasks you embarked on while the summit was still happening because you realized, well, it's going to be a, like several months until these airships are like done being built before you can actually go bring them anywhere or project their force anywhere. So you're still solving as the heroes of Telduria a lot of the other world's problems. Yes, and um, 
I think that you know that's kind of where we left off at this point mm-hmm. was you know mm-hmm. this the the undead elder brain was slain. Uh, Jarrell actually inadvertently destroyed the phylactery. Didn't yeah, cool. Of this lich because he just got just, frustrated just and then straight nat, awesome nat twenty really. stabbing the thing. So <laughs> we his, were ready with, to walk out of the room the moment before that, right? With his <laughs> divine sword of justice that literally is built in and was forged to destroy undead things. Like it was perfect. Yep, and it couldn't have happened any other way. Um, but that's where we leave off. Uh, we've I've handed the reins over to Dave to take you on this next adventure. Uh, do you want to give the people maybe uh, just a small taste of maybe what they might be in for? Okay. So um, to set the scene, the undead army that has destroyed Scrag is sweeping its way down southeast and is hitting a peninsula that's sort of in between countries called the uh, Trinash. Trination Peninsula, which is sort of equal distance between the Gray Citadel, the Realm of the Sea Lords, and Scrag. Yeah, and it's just, just so you know, guys, these locations we're referencing, um, we have the map actually pinned on our Discord, as well as you can find it at, uh, we've, um, we've we've had the gracious permission of uh, Maxime Plast to use this uh, artwork. It's uh, maxismaps.com. It's the world of Telduria. It's so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. So sweeping south southeast from Scrag is this undead army that has already pillaged and cut off that entire area. And they seem to be sweeping right down into the peninsula, driving, fleeing people of uh, pretty much all races, anybody out of that roadhouse of a nation that was the lands of the Troll King. Right. And uh, the hu- mostly humans and uh, scattered in others who lived on the Trination Peninsula are sort of being swept to the bottom there, where those lucky enough to make it are getting uh, boated out. I Oh, man, I, th- I feel like there's a better word for it. Sort of like the- evacu- Ferried? Yeah, sort of like the evacuation at Dunkirk. Mm-hmm kind of slowly going on for these refugees who are fleeing in the face of this army. Ooh, this uh, sounds very tantalizing. So, you know, this next arc, you know, Felix will be returning. I'm, you know, as, uh, as, uh, as Dave, you know, takes the reins again. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Like none of us know what's going to happen. Uh, we're, we're, we're just as in the dark right now as you are. Yeah. So, um, we will, I guess, see you next week for the start of that adventure. But for now, I think it's uh, it's time for us to to uh, to say good night. Um, and the way we say good night or good morning or where, whatever time it is that you are is uh, by saying, uh, if you like us, you can find <laughs> us on the internet. <laughs> We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We have uh, Facebook and Reddit, just Hapless Heroes Podcast. I mean, those places will just point you. Uh, they have sticky posts and things like that. It'll point you to our Discord server. The crown jewel of our social media interaction. Crown jewel. Like the the pinnacle. Yeah, check it out. There's a link on our Twitter. There's a link at, everywhere. Pinned at the very top of our subreddit. Yeah, everywhere. And then I'll um, bring you straight to our Discord, and that's where we discuss mostly nonsense. But if, <laughs> if you find the right channel, which is like the general chat or the... General cat, that's the right have, channel. Yeah, no. <laughs> the Gold Canary is our Gold general canary. chat channel. Name taken from a, a bar or a tavern. In like episode two or something like yeah. that, yeah. And so that's where we talk about um, just like if you need some general background on the show or if you have any questions. We have a lot of amazing people in there. Yeah, I mean, a lot of discussions happening of without us. us. Yeah. You know, at this point, like we usually be, you know, we'd be the ones that foster the discussion. Now it's just, it's just happening. Yeah. Like I don't check it 
every single day. It's most days, but every time I skip a day and go back, something new is up. Mm, yep. There's a whole bunch of comics, there's a whole bunch of new conversations, and honestly, it's it's a lot every single day. It's, it's great. awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we've got a great great community there. So yeah, and shout out to all y'all on there right now. Yeah. My nonsense brothers and yeah. sisters. <laughs> but if uh, you really like us, we would love it if you left us a five-star review on the podcast service for choice. Um, we're on all of them. You know, you're listening to us right now, so you found us on one of them. And if they accept reviews, like leave us one, like talk about it, say some nice things about us. If we see your review, we will say some nice things right back about you because we like you. We've read, we, we got a lot of five-star reviews at this point. It makes me so happy to see that so many of you actually enjoy this wacky thing that we put on every week. Uh, and it just like it warms me to my core. But if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon, which Zach may have mentioned earlier in this episode. It's patreon.com <laughs> slash hapless heroes. We have a lot of crazy and fun rewards. We have the contents of James no- James's notebook from episodes zero through 100. We have a bunch of bloopers, outtakes, behind the scenes audio, uh, unreleased episodes of like non, those are the only non-canonical ones that we have. We're, yeah. Although that's where Hoblet was born. Yeah, just lots of fun stuff. We're constantly adding to it, so like the things I've listed might only at this point it's going to keep growing. If you uh, give us forty-seven dollars and thirty-seven cents, I will name your firstborn child. I mean, and how can you pass up an offer like that? I'm very I, generous. Yeah, we're so generous. I am generous. Right. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal. Splice together DNA from a maple tree. <laughs> And a uh, bonobo monkey, and um, maple monkey. <laughs> is a bonobo a monkey? I don't know. Yeah, a bonobo's a monkey. Oh, okay. Maple monkey. And uh, create a species of plantamol that will climb itself, and eventually there will be <laughs> a civil war in this uh, between in, the tree ones and in the, the in the plantamol kingdom. Well, the, it'll be a civil war between the ones who are better at climbing and. The ones who are better at being climbed. And, um, <laughs> and, um, there was an intentional throat clear. It was. <laughs> and after that happens, uh, clear winner will emerge. Yep, and usually does. <laughs> and this became a parallel to something I did not intend. And, uh, <laughs> In that case, Maple Monkey. try to encourage this entire yeah. community to listen to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, come together over our podcast. Yes. Stop civil warring. Come right at the same time. <laughs> it's <laughs> rare, but possible. And whoever ends up on top is the winner. Yeah. Usually. Is that how it works? Is that how- in, in this <laughs> case, I would think uh, the climbing would stop when you win. You're at the top. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I guess uh, I'll just go. We digress. I'm going to go ahead and take the reins back here one last time to just outro these uh, these people that I call my friends. We are people. Yeah. We are people. To my left, it's Mike. <laughs> uh, see you next time. Phil. Thank you. Good night. Good morning. Dave. <laughs> it's been great. See you next time. Zach. I think I'm pretty stupid. and John until next time and I'm Francesco Uh, we'll see you next week for the next leg of our adventure into uh, into this uh, into just into the into everything Uh, bye goodbye 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 Goodbye. Goodbye. recap bye